Despite a two and a half months where the Jets look like they may never score a goal again, Winnipeg now finds itself on the precipice of a playoff appearance. With two games remaining against some of the teams directly chasing them, the Jets have a massive opportunity to win both games and, in all likelihood, stamp their ticket to the playoffs. We'll dive into what it'll take to beat both the Nashville Predators and Calgary Flames and how the Jets can ultimately win the season if all goes well. We'll dive into all of that on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. Or Locked On, the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. Most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more and visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On right now to get started. Now, like I said in the intro, obviously Winnipeg is kind of in a weird state, right? A couple of weeks ago, the Jets were basically scuffling along, and the last two and a half months haven't exactly inspired a lot of confidence in the fan base. If anything, I think most Jets fans were kind of watching this team and thinking to themselves, wow, you know, how did the Jets go from being second in the Central to second in the wildcard race? And it's not been easy for the Jets to kind of claw their way back into some of these uh, results and scratch out enough points to put themselves on a better path for clinching the final playoff berth. Now, obviously, clinching that last spot isn't really ideal matchup-wise because uh, the Jets are likely to encounter the Kings. And based on all accounts and from what we've seen with L.A., they might be one of the top teams in the Western Conference, which you wouldn't have thought that a couple of years ago. But this this Kings team, I swear, man, they play really attractive hockey. And I think that they have a good understanding of what their team does well and how to mask their weaknesses. So, yeah, really not a squad that you can take for granted. Going to be a very tough battle. And obviously, that's assuming the Jets even make the playoffs. So looking ahead, obviously, Winnipeg has um, a couple of really big games. Uh, and, you know, what, what's funny is with how the standings have played out, you know, the, the Jets may even have to face Vegas, right? A rematch against a team that has traditionally been their bogey, bogeyman, but we'll see how that goes. Before then, of course, uh, the, the Calgary Flames and Nashville Predators await the Jets, and first, the Jets are going to face the Flames. Now, Winnipeg did get a bit of a break with Calgary losing to the Chicago Blackhawks in regulation just last night. That is a massive, massive break for the Jets. Calgary now has one more game played and has dropped two important points. So if the Jets are able to basically do the classic four-point swing, as they call it, uh, at this home game tonight, this could be enough to push the Jets right on through, honestly. Um, Obviously, there's a little bit more that has to happen for the Jets to officially stamp their playoff position and berth, but... Quite honestly, if Winnipeg can see the Flames off, I think they will 
have more or less booked their ticket to the postseason, in part because Nashville, honestly, I don't know if they're really in a, a great enough state to really push. They would basically have to win out their schedule if they lose to the Jets, and I believe Winnipeg owns at least a tiebreaker either against the Flames uh, and or the uh, the Preds. They may have both. Uh, I don't recall what their head-to-head season records are, but the Jets are in a really good spot to quite honestly win both of these games and walk away with a huge advantage in the push for the playoffs. If the Jets beat the Flames on Wednesday, that probably ends Calgary's playoff dream, uh, which was already you know slim to begin with. I know the past few weeks they've been winning lots of games and accruing plenty of points enough to make the Jets sweat. But overall, because Winnipeg had such a good first half of the season and Hellebuck worked overtime to really bank all of those points for the Jets, Winnipeg's in a pretty decent spot to have had a late season collapse, right? I know that sounds really funny, um, and it's I think it's a problem that they collapsed, uh, especially with how it happened. I think there are going to be some serious questions in the offseason as to what went wrong because it wasn't just puck luck. There was some other stuff, I think, under the surface where you know, the Jets really have to take a long, hard look at these problems and diagnose them. But in the meantime, the Jets just need to take care of business. At this point, I don't even care how they do it. It'd be nice if they can play the Flames and Preds at least evenly and win in a good-spirited effort. But, you know, if if Hellebuck has to steal a game or two, fine. Just, you know, make sure that you come out at the end of the day on the winning side. The Flames game, I think, is going to be the harder of the two. Calgary is pretty desperate at this point. Um, The Flames know how much this matchup means, and they will be doing all that they can to really put Winnipeg's playoff dreams on hold, especially because Calgary's own dreams are on life support. I expect the Flames to be very aggressive forechecking-wise, and interestingly, we're going to get a second dose of Jacob Markstrom in as many nights. Uh, Markstrom started against the the Hawks, and unless the, the plan changes or something, he was supposed to be in net against the Jets this evening. So a back-to-back goalie who already conceded forward of the Hawks, is that really inspiring a lot of confidence for Calgary fans? I can't imagine so. Um, I don't know who their backup is either, so uh, it's not like the Flames are are really filled with tons of great goaltending. It's it's actually Dan Vladar um, from the game against the Hawks, so... Maybe the Jets have an advantage here. I mean, I know that we made James Reimer look pretty darn good the other night, but I still think the Jets can take care of business. They showed what they can do uh, when they're feeling confident and believe in themselves. They ripped the uh, the wings and uh, the devils apart. So this feels like a game the Jets can pull away from and win. And if they do, they will basically knock the flames out and you won't have to worry about them so much. But Unfortunately for the Jets, that's not the only thing that they have to take care of. There is another team chasing them, and that team is the Nashville Predators. If the Jets can do some damage against the Preds, Nashville is going to have to have a very, very big last four games of the season to try and win out. We'll talk about how likely these scenarios are and also assign a few more of our uh, end-of-season player report cards towards the end of the episode. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Indeed. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could handpick the best stars for your business team? If you're building a talent roster, you need Indeed. 
obviously, you know, with how the, the job market is these days, you're always looking for quality applicants. And Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. It's super convenient. You don't have to spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when all you have to do is just go on Indeed, do a number of different post types, and you'll have so many tools and powerful options available to you. One of the biggest things that Indeed offers is Indeed matching. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search. According to all of the data that they've collected, Indeed offers plenty of really advanced matching services to help you find the quality candidates that match the exact profile you're looking for. They do all of the hard hiring work for you, making sure that the only candidates that you come across are quality. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. And that's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. All you have to do is visit Indeed.com slash LockedOn to start hiring right now. Just go to Indeed.com slash LockedOn. That's Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked on Winnipeg Jets. Or, or apologies, not closing thoughts, uh, closing thoughts on Nashville season, I suppose. Um, obviously, Winnipeg is, you know, about to face two of the biggest games of the season. The Flames are up first, but after that, the Jets then have to go uh, face the Nashville Predators. And Nashville is one of those strange teams where, you know, they're kind of mediocre, but they're still hanging around. This is a team that has basically been carried by Yusuceros and a couple of uh, star players with some random rookies who have somehow had like, I don't know, 30 or 40 points in prominent roles, which I guess for Pred standards is pretty decent. Yusuceros, though, that has kind of been the backbone of their year. And if that sounds familiar, <laughs> guess what? That has been the Jets template. So we're very used to seeing goaltending being the predominant factor in a team's rise to success, more specifically Winnipeg's. The Preds kind of on the downswing as well. And I think it's funny that the Jets and Preds, um, and you know, one inspired the other. And in this case, Nashville's model, the Jets said that they wanted to emulate. And look where it has led the Preds. No Stanley Cups, not much to show for over the last few years. And the Jets are kind of in the same boat. So maybe, just maybe, let's get away from the Nashville model going forward. Now, this game is pretty winnable, right? I know that Saros will probably be in net, which for the Jets could be an issue. I'm hoping that these new look lines that did really well over the weekend and hopefully do well against the Flames also do well against the Preds. Uh, I would like to see a little more out of the Shifley line just because I feel like that unit defensively has been getting killed, but offensively they still have more than enough skill to compensate for it. So I want to see them be really offensively ambitious. I'd like to see um, Dylan DeMello still activating and being aggressive. I think that he can be a really important back-end presence for this team, especially when he you know, gets paired with, like I don't know, a Dylan Sandberg or something, and it allows DeMello to kind of do what he does best. When he's not being the details, defensively-minded player, it allows him to show off that, in fact, he is a pretty good offensive skater when you let him you know, kind of cut loose. Now, assuming the Jets beat Nashville in this game, clinching the playoffs after that would be relatively easy. The Jets basically just have to hope that Nashville loses at least one or two of its next four games. And uh, if they have the the Flames win also in tow, probably just about lock it down. I think obviously 
You know, the Preds are going to try and scrap for every point here as they go through the last dregs of their season. But the Jets, because of these two games being in the final, you know, three or four games of the year, it gives the Jets a really good opportunity to basically kill off the seasons of the two teams they're directly competing with. And that, you know, if you told me that that would be what the Jets would be playing for at the end of the season without any of the context of how the Jets got there, I might have actually taken it just because it meant that Winnipeg would control its own playoff destiny. And I think at the end of the day, that's kind of all that I've asked for. Now, obviously, the way that it's happened hasn't been what we would say ideal, right? Um, The collapse and the lack of uh, finishing ability with the bad vibes over the past few months, that I could have done without. But, you know, the Jets, like I said, still have a really good opportunity here to try and finish out this season. If Winnipeg loses both games, though, suddenly it's going to be one of those situations where it'll probably come down to the very last game. Um, Winnipeg really has to take care of business. I think there's no other you know excuse that they can make at this point. They've gotten to this point. They've, they've come this far. And it would really be a shame if their season ended prematurely when they still have a shot to at least do something in the playoffs. And I'm not saying... The Jets are going to go on a deep run or anything. Far from it. I think Winnipeg is probably a one to two round team at most. Uh, three if we are beyond blessed. But let's be real. This Jets team, not exactly deep enough to go head to head with some of the bigger fish in the West. And let alone, you know, the East, right? We don't even talk about the Eastern Conference yet because that group is quite scary. And we're fortunate the Jets are not in that conference. If the Jets were out East, they would not be making the playoffs, let me tell you. But, you know, the Jets are in the West, which is convenient, and it gives Winnipeg a lot of flexibility to try and push through these last two games, grab these two wins, and basically coast for the rest of the season. Not take the the, the foot off the gas completely, but, you know, getting close to being able to say you've clinched a playoff spot, that is about as good as it gets, and I think the Jets will happily take it after the last few months of pretty disastrous results. Now, Obviously, the Jets have a lot of work to do. We'll see how they line up tomorrow and, and what they're planning for as they prep for both the Preds and the Flames. Hopefully, the Jets, though, I'm, I'm really hoping that they come out with two big wins. For the Flames game, I'm going to predict a 5-2 win for the Jets. And for the Preds game, I would say 3-2. Drop your score predictions in the comments below or at my social medias at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. In just a little bit, I want to assign a couple more player grades for the season. Obviously, we're wrapping up, uh, you know, the the last player reviews and giving some thoughts on the regular season performance. It's been a long season, but somehow it feels like it's flown by. And, you know, the Jets, they have some good, some bad, some things that are worth shouting about, some things that are worth crying about. But before we get into all of that, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at FanDuel. The NBA playoffs are almost here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. All you have to do is download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to the number of threes drained. And as the playoffs are rolling up, just like the NHL playoffs are rolling up, this is a great time to cast your bet on which team you think is the championship squad. Maybe you think the Bucks are going to do it again. Maybe you think some of these other dark horse contenders are going to show up in a big way. Maybe you just want to cast a bet on where LeBron's milestone career points total is going to end by the uh, close of the season. 
No matter what, though, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for an even bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Don't miss this chance to get your no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Jets, the actual closing thoughts. Uh, I just wanted to wrap up really quickly with a few more player report cards before we close out for tonight. Um, Obviously, we've talked about a number of forwards and a couple of defenders. I want to focus on two more defenders that I think are really worth talking about because both have kind of sat on polar opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of on-ice value. The first is Brendan, (coughs) Brendan Dillon, who I think is an interesting one because Dylan, depending on who you pair him with, either looks really amazing or like a really, you know, bang average top four defender. I think the reality with Dylan is that he's actually pretty darn good at being this big hulking presence who's defensively responsible, can generally fish the puck out of tricky situations and um, just does well on like the PK at even strength and is generally defensively reliable. Where you kind of see problems with him is when it comes to offense, and that's not really surprising. He has notched a couple of points and goals this year, but I mean, Dylan is not really the kind of aggressive, attacking-minded blue liner that you would might be uh, you might associate with, like how Bones talks about him, right? I think Rick Bonus has a different vision of what he wants his blue liners to do, and Dylan is kind of less in that category of player. Still very valuable though for the Jets. I think he's had. A pretty solid season, but again, the stuff that he did, that he does when he kills the uh, the offensive drive, it it is a legitimate problem, especially for a team that is kind of starved of offense in the way that the Jets are. Now, if I had to give a letter grade, I'm going to give him a B minus. I think he's had uh, a very solid season. B minus to a B is probably fair. You know, while he does kill offense, he certainly also kills opposing offenses. So, can't really complain with his performance, other than that the cap hit. Um, and the the draft picks that we gave up, you know, certainly weren't cheap for him. So at least he is playing well for the Jets and has been an on-ice leader. Now, the next guy, this one is going to hurt to do, but it's Neil Pionk. And I think we all know why Pionk is going to get an F rating. Uh, For me, Neil this year has taken not necessarily a step back because if we're being honest, it's more like a reversion to some of the, some of his earlier career form back when he was with the Rangers and in some of his earlier seasons with the Jets. He's had one really solid season with Winnipeg in which he looked like a bonafide top four defender, maybe even fringe uh, number 2D when the Jets were in the bubble and everything was controlled with the North Division. But as Pionk has kind of gone out of that and is facing top-level NHL competition more regularly, We've seen all of the defensive issues with his reads, his timing, his decision-making. All of it has been almost to the point where you have to ask if you can really play him. It's been uh, a tremendously bad season for him. And while you might look at some of the stats and you know score sheets for him and think it can't have been that bad, unfortunately for Neil, it really might even be worse. Um, this is one of his worst seasons so far, but you know he does have these moments where Defensively, he's just very absent. It's kind of like having Kyle Connor on your blue line. And if you know what Kyle Connor does defensively, you know why that is a very scary proposition. So I hate to give Neil an F. I I feel like that's the only way I could um, reasonably assess his performance. I think he's had a horrible year. 
Uh, I worry that he's not going to bounce back, and I sort of wonder long-term what his future with the Jets is. But it is what it is. Winnipeg uh, signed him in a time when they felt that that was a sustainable level of performance. Unfortunately, you know, my one concern with it was that he would kind of revert to uh, what we sort of more expect with him. And he actually did more than that. He's gone back to like his Rangers days. And that for the Jets is a serious problem when you're paying him almost top pairing money. So a lot for the Jets to digest, a lot for you to digest. Drop what ratings you would give both of these players in the comments below or at my social medias at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen today. Be sure to make your second listen Locked On Game to Game from the NHL. It features every moment, every top performance, and every result with only uh, the special analysis that Locked On can deliver. You can follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your favorite podcasts, plus a little bit of YouTube. As always, thanks again for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go!